You're listening to a podcast from River City Church of Jacksonville, Florida. For more audio and video podcasts, visit rccjacks.com. Um, you know, we're in this season at our church at River City. Um, well, we've really been talking about this, this mission statement that God has given us of connecting people to God, growing people in God, and then creating opportunities for them to serve. We're really good at the connecting the grow, uh, and the serving piece. We're really wanting to work on the grow piece. And part of the grow piece, you know, you have to ask the question, well, what does it mean? What do I want to grow in? What do I want to grow in, you know? And I think if we had to narrow it down to one thing, it's I want to grow in faith. I want my faith to be stronger. I want, because, I mean, faith is what empowers us to do the things that God wants us to do. Faith is what allows us to step out and to risk. Faith is what allows us to live a life that demonstrates to the world that we trust God, not our own ability. And so I'm gonna talk about faith today, but it's in the context, you know, it's one of many things we wanna grow in. We wanna grow in the knowledge of scripture. We wanna grow in the power of the spirit. We wanna grow in our love of God. But faith, faith is really, really important because if we don't have faith, if we don't grow in our faith, you know, we're not going to be able to do the things that God's called us to do because it requires faith to be obedient. And scripture talks about that. So I'm going to read right now from a passage in Genesis. It's Genesis 12 verses one to nine. It's going to be up on the screen here. And we're going to read through this. And this is Abram. This is before he was called Abraham. It's Abram. It's a promise that's being made to him. And I'm going to talk today about his, how his faith applies to us. Okay. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you and I'll make you a great nation and I'll bless you and I'll make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abraham, Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran and Abraham took Sarai his wife and Lot his brother's son and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people that they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to a place called Shechem, to the Oak of Morah. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring, I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there, he moved to the hill country of the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on, still going toward Negeb. Lord, open our hearts this morning to hear the truth of your word as we kind of look at it. Amen. All right. <laughs> what? God knows what's going on. I'm just trying to pull you in so, so you don't believe that it's up to me now. All right. If something goes wrong, blame it on him. All right, here we go. God makes four promises to Abram in this deal, okay? That he will be given land, that he will become a great nation, that he will enjoy a special covenant or relationship with God, and that through him, all nations will be blessed. These promises were from God to Abram, okay? His people and to the world. But the fulfillment of these promises came through faith, okay? They, it's like God said, I'm gonna do this, I want to do this, but Abram, you have to be obedient for this to happen. Okay, so we see this relationship emerge in, in Scripture, and it's confirmed all throughout Scripture, all the way through the New Testament. And it's this, God's saying, I have all these blessings for you. I have all these blessings for your family. I have all these blessings for your nation and for the whole world. But for you to receive them, you need to step out in faith. 
not just thinking correctly about what you believe, not just thinking that I'll do them, but you need to live in a way that demonstrates that you trust me. And then as we demonstrate that we trust God, we step out in faith, then God shows up and he's the one who does the work. You see, the promise that God was really making to Abraham was, you know, I will give you the special land. Be faithful, but I will be the one who does the work. I will be the one who makes you a great nation. I will be the one who initiates a special covenant relationship with you. I will be the one who blesses the nations through you. So it's the work of God in our lives. The power that we get to do the things that we do comes from God. God is the source of those things. It's not up to us, but we are still called to participate and be obedient. When we're disobedient, it just takes God longer to bring us around, but we're called to be obedient and that's faith. And as we're faithful, we see God come in and do his thing. And we, again, we see this all through scripture with, Ab- with um, Adam and Eve. He said, you go out, you multiply. I want my kingdom to go out through all the earth. You go and do this now. They were disobedient, what happened? It was still fulfilled, but it's slower process. It wasn't as God had planned. You know, God wanted to do it through Adam and Eve, but it was because they failed. Christ comes on the scene and we're not gonna go into all this. And then we come on the scene fulfilled the desire that God had to bring his kingdom on earth through the Garden of Eden initially. But as they failed, again, God's plan has come about through Abram, through Jesus, and now through us. And so we see this this deal, how God works. He loves to use us. He doesn't have to do it this way, but God loves for us to be a part of his plan. Why is that? Here's why. Because when we live in a way that God has to show up, when we Trust God. We say, all right, God, I want to be a part of your plan. I want to be in a special relationship with you. I want you to bless me and bless others through me. We get to, we get to experience life to the full. We get to experience the best life ever because God is the author of life. He knows what life should be like. The other thing that happens is that God gets the attention. And that's his greatest desire is that we would draw attention to him in the way that we live and the way that we do things. And so the upside of being obedient, of living out in a way that is faithful, is that we get to experience life to the full. And again, Jesus says, I'm the author and perfecter of life. He knows how it's supposed to work. And he's just saying, trust me on this. I've been there. I've done that. I know how to do it. Follow me. Be obedient. You know, and God tells us, you know, seek first my kingdom and everything will be added. We need to trust him in that. And so the first, the the biggest upside, again, is for us. It's selfish even is that we get blessed in the process. The other thing is that we get to bless other people in the process, which is also fun. The downside though, the difficult thing, is that we have to exercise faith. We have to trust God with what is most precious to us. We have to trust God with ourselves. For many of you, that's what's most precious to you. We have to trust God with our children. We have to trust God with our finances, with our work situation, with our health, with our comfort, with our control. And that's risky, isn't it? That's why John Wimber said faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Because faith requires us to risk, to trust the unseen God with what is seen, with what is tangible, with, with what we believe is most important to us in our life. In Hebrews, faith is described or said in Hebrews 11, 1, it says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for for the conviction of things not seen. The message says it this way. We have to believe that God will achieve 
and is capable of achieving what, no, this is not the message actually, this is my translation. Go back, take that off because the message is a little better than mine. So I need to say mine first. There we go. All right. This is what faith is. We have to believe that God will achieve, that God and is capable of achieving what he hopes for us. So God hopes something for us to bless us, to be a blessing to the nations, a special relationship with him. We have to believe that God is capable to achieve what he hopes for us to the point that we are willing to live in a way that demonstrates that trust, that demonstrates that. We have to live in a way that we believe God's hopes for us, he will do. That's what faith is. The message says this, the fundamental fact of existence is that is that this trust in God this faith is a firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living it is our handle on what we can't see the act of faith is what distinguishes our ancestors what's what set them above the crowd you keep on reading there and the message goes on to say this by an act of faith relating back to Abram okay now he's become Abraham they're referring to him as Abraham, but it's the same person. By an act of faith, Abraham said yes to God's call to travel to an unknown place that would become his home. When he left, he had no idea where he was going. By an act of faith, again, not just thinking that God would show up, but living in a way. He, he brought his whole family. He took everything. He lived in a way that demonstrated, I believe God can do what his greatest hope for me is. He will make me, all of these promises will come true, Okay. And lived in a country, promised him, lived as a stranger camping in tents. Isaac and Jacob did the same, living under the same promise. Abraham did it by keeping his eye on an unseen city with real eternal foundations. The city designed and built by God. By faith, Baron Sarah was able to become pregnant. Old woman as she was at the time, because she believed the one who had made the promise would do what he said. Again, that goes back to what is, what is it? What is faith? It's believing the one who has made the promise to you that he will do, that he can do what he's told you. That's how it happened. From one man's dead and shriveled loins, there are now people numbering into the millions. That has to be maybe one of the best verses in the Bible, I think. <laughs> that is just an awesome verse, you know? For every guy out there, you're thinking like, he can do it with Abraham, he can do it with me. You know, that's just a great verse, all right? The only downside is we have to trust God. That's the risk. Do you trust God with what is most precious to you? Are you willing to trust God with the things you're holding on to? I mean, Derek gave a great testimony. You know, I wanted to buy a computer. I felt like this, but I didn't have a piece about it. So we felt like, man, we could give to this honeymoon. We did it and then God showed up to provide for us. Great example. But do you believe that he can do with you what he promises to do? Do you believe that he will take care of you? Here are a few promises that God makes up to you in the Bible, to us in the Bible, okay? He says to us, you're, we're more important than any part of his creation. He says, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about the food that you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about the clothes that you're going to wear. He said, don't worry about those things. If I take care of the rest of my creation, I'm going to take care of you. So don't worry about those things. Seek first my kingdom and I'll take care of you. He says that we are the crown of his creation set just below him and above all the other created beings, all the other created world, everything, everything that he's made. We're above those things. That's how precious we are to him. 
He says in Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you plan, and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. Do you believe this about God, that he believes this about you? Do you believe this about God, that he believes, that he thinks about you this way? That you are the most precious thing to him. Not because of what you do or not do. Not because you're like Mr. Rapzilla or whatever, you know. Not because of anything. Not because of any trait. Not because of anything you look like. Not because of anything. But because he created you in his image. And you were precious and you were valuable to him. Because of that, you reflect his glory back to him. That's why you're important to him. That's why you're precious to him. That you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Do you believe that about him? Believing that about you? Because I'll tell you this. If you don't, you will not have any faith. If you don't believe that you are precious to him, that his face shines on you, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are the crown of his creation, that you are the most beautiful and important thing to him. If you don't believe that, then there's no way you're gonna trust someone with what's valuable to you. You won't. You know, why are we talking about love so much? Because if you don't believe God loves you, you won't be able to have faith. And if you don't have faith, you're not gonna risk and present your life to him as an offering. And if you don't present your life to him as an offering, you're gonna continue to live under your own power, which glorifies you and turns the lights off of him. God's love is central. That's why we're talking about it so much because if you don't believe that he loves you, I mean, in a way that I could never teach you about, then you will never trust your life to him. You'll never trust your children to him. If you don't believe that he loves them more than you do, you won't, I won't. And I struggle with that and that's hard for me. That's hard for all of us. And so I wanna tell you two things. There's lots of things you could do to increase your faith. But here are two things. This is what Abraham did or Abram did. It says, the Lord appeared to Abram, to your offspring, I'll give this land. So he built an altar to the Lord. He worshiped him. Worship, I believe, and I've experienced this at River City Church, unlike I've ever had in my other Christian life, is that worship does something to us. It connects the unseen world to the seen world. It becomes a foundation in our life that allows us to experience God's love in a way that we can't. And, and I can just say this. If you ever come into worship and you're burdened or you're weary or you're tired or there's something happening in your life and then you worship and nothing's changed in the circumstances, but all of a sudden you don't, they're not as important to you. They're not, you have like a, a, an adjustment in how you see those things and you're transformed. And you're like, I don't know, like nothing's changed here, but I've, it's like, I've been lifted above those things. I see the kingdom of God as a priority. I see God's beauty, his love for me. And I know he's gonna take care of me. Well, that's worship connecting the unseen world, the un, unseen realms of God's, power and God's presence in our life to the seen realities. And that increases our faith. And so worship, that's why we have soaking individual worship opportunities. That's why we did Ignite last night from six to eight. So people could come and experience God's presence. It was so powerful. It was amazing. You know, it's why we have, we bring worship leaders, you know, over from around everywhere and we're developing them in our Accelerate program because worship is a priority to us because we know worship it's a powerful way of increasing our faith and increases our belief that God is good because we experience this goodness in worship. The second thing is to spend time with people who have a little more faith than you. That, and again, 
It's just like whoever said that today. You know, Chris said it's great to be part of a family where we take care of each other. That's faith. Faith comes and being with people who are a little further along than you. And I'll say this, you know, it doesn't come from hanging out, reading books about people who have a lot more faith than you, okay? A lot of us, what we'd like to do is read like a Bill Johnson book, and he, Bill Johnson's great. We read like John Paul Jackson stuff, and John Paul Jackson's great. You know, we read all these people who are doing amazing things. We're like, that's my goal. No, Jesus is your goal. Being led by the Spirit is your goal. Faith is your goal. Their journey was very different from yours. Their calling is very different from yours. You know, you shouldn't want to be like anybody but Jesus. For God to cultivate in you a faith that comes from being obedient and following him. The way you do that is by hanging out with people who are just a little further along than you and bringing on somebody who's just a little further behind than you. When I lived in England, one of the things that I did one time when I was learning how to drive, I never, I didn't, I had to learn how to drive again in England, is I had, I wanted to move my car two blocks, right? I'm this big SUV and they drive on the wrong side of the road there. And so I'm driving around, right? And I'm just like nicking cars and just keeping on moving. I mean, just, it's bad. I'm so nervous. I'm like shaking. I'm like, I'm never going to get home. I didn't know where I was. It was craziness. I just started following these big red buses around. I was like, dear Jesus, this bus, 82, follow it around. We follow it around. Please take it back to Kensington, anywhere near Kensington so I can park, right? You know, and eventually the bus pulls into a bus stop and there I am sitting in my car. It's like, it's like a bus depot, like where they get fixed. What are you doing here? Just following the bus, mister, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, but that's what we do. We follow these big people, these big people of faith, thinking that they're gonna lead us to the place we need to go. Everyone and everything that you need to grow in faith is sitting in this room right here, including the Holy Spirit. We're family. Everything, every illness, every broken part of our heart that needs to be healed, the solution is here. The faith that you need, the solution is here. We're a family. God promises to not call us into any situation, to not leave us hanging in any way that we will not be able to to be healed, to be restored, to be renewed. This is our family. This is our community. And so you find somebody who's a little further ahead of you, spend time with them. Find someone who's a little behind you and bring them along. Again, and it will increase your faith. It will increase your faith. Why is this important? This is important because, again, God's promise was, I created you to experience great blessings of what God said to Abraham. But these are our promises too. God says to you, I've created you to experience my blessings. I've created you to be in a special relationship with me. I've created you to bless other people. I've created you to be powerful. And when we demonstrate faith, we receive these blessings. And in the world right now, folks, people are desperate to experience God's blessings. People are desperate to experience God's love. And if we aren't living in a way that demonstrates we have faith in something beyond ourselves, we are not only not experiencing life ourselves, we are letting the world down. We are failing in blessing other people. We can't bless other people if we're living for ourselves in our own power. It's only by faith that people will come and experience God. You might be asking, well, how do I know that these promises are for me? They were said to Abram. Well, this is what it says in Galatians 3. And I would encourage you all to read Galatians 3 after hearing this talk. It's a great chapter that kind of sums up what we're talking about today. It says this in 3. The promises were spoken to Abraham Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say into his seeds. Many people or offspring or offsprings, but to your seed, meaning one person, Jesus Christ. 
So in Christ Jesus, you are children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. And actually in 220, it says it best. We started the service with it. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And then in verse 29, it says, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to his promise. All the promises made in the Old Testament, you were heirs to through Christ. That's what Galatians 3 is all about. All the promises are promises for you, for God to make you a great person, for God to bless others through you, for God to be in a special relationship with you, for God to provide for you and take care of you. Christ in me, Christ in me, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Do you believe that? Do you have faith that that is true? Step out in faith, risk, expecting God to show up and fulfill his promises to you. This is the most exciting way to live. And it's the only way to live if we're to bless the world, if we're to offer this world hope, is to live in faith. Let's stand.